Thanks for tuning in to the Tail Lights Podcast. I'm Eric Thormalen, and this morning I have the privilege of being joined by Ennis head football coach, Sam Harrell. Coach Harrell, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Eric. It's a privilege to be on. Absolutely. And for some of our listeners that um, are not used to maybe this this actual sound of the recording or whatever i am using my cousin john as landline so it's a new method hopefully it's going to turn out great i did do a little testing earlier i think it's going to be all right coach harold would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about where you grew up and what your parents did well i grew up in west texas out in seminole texas and my dad was a football coach uh i had a older brother and older sister and, and uh, we had in his first uh, 20 years of coaching out there at Seminole, and so I was born and stayed there until junior high years, uh, but, but just kind of grew up in a, in a football coach family, so I can remember just going to, at Little Old Seminole, the, the elementary school was just down the, down the street a little bit from the high school, so when you'd get out of school, you'd just walk down there to football practice or basketball practice or whatever was going on, and so you just kind of hung around the hung around the gym and hung around the football field all the time. So <laughs> you kinda that's the best kinda uh, family I grew up in. Yeah. Awesome. Well so uh, no no wonder um you know you, you choose that career path as well. It's in your blood and, and growing up in a good place with a, a dad that's doing it, it's gonna be something that rubs off on you. Um I I suppose is that would you characterize it that way? Okay, and and how, how did you come to know uh, Coach Gordon Wood? Coach Wood and Coach West and Coach Southall and Coach Blackburn and were all my co 
Yeah, absolutely. Where did you end up deciding to go to college? Okay. You know, I, I kind of jumped around places and uh, ended up finally uh, transferring as a as a junior, transferred to ACU, and not to play football anymore. I went and tried that for a while and found out I wasn't wasn't big enough or fast enough to do it, and probably should have known that going in. But anyway, I uh, transferred to ACU and, and graduated from ACU and met my wife there and. That is a, a great set of mentors right there. You know, I used to uh, know a lady that would say that uh, about Plainview that that's where Jesus lives. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite things she would say. But uh, she would say she was from the same place where Jesus lives. And I'd ask, where's that? Plainview. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so after, after your time there working... In Brownwood, what do you decide to do? Well, that's when I uh, got my first head job. So I was assistant during all those years at, uh, uh, at different places, you know, at those places, and uh, uh, and then and I really wasn't looking for a head job. To be honest with you, I was. We were happy at Brownwood, and, but uh, I, Reagan County, which is in Big Lake, Texas. Uh, the Reagan County job opened, and I had a friend there, coach with me at the Brownwood, that, that used to live out there. And he said, "Golly, that Reagan County job, you ought to apply for it." And uh, well, I did, and you know, we fast forward, and I, I ended up getting that thing. And I, I, I kind of really wasn't even looking to get one, and but uh, got the Reagan County head job, so we went out there and spent four years in Reagan County, and then. Uh, after that is when I came to Ennis in 1994, and so we've we've lived in Ennis since 1994, and uh, it's been quite a quite a journey there. We'll get into more of that a little bit later, but uh, but uh, yeah, I went uh, the, the, from from being assistant at Brownwood to head coach at Reagan County. And what was uh, 19? It was 1990, correct? With uh, when you take the Reagan County job. Correct. Yeah. And and I've got, I've got to take a second to give uh, uh, some credit here to TexasHighSchoolFootballHistory.com. They have so much good information out there. It makes it really easy when I sit down with a football coach to surprise them with how much I know. But I wouldn't know near what I know without that website. <laughs> well, it is a good website. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was 1990 Big Lake like? Well, you know, moving out there to West Texas, uh, and, and I'd grown up in Seminole, so I was used to some of that, but uh, my, my wife really wasn't used to it. I can remember when we drove out there, um, by the time we started hitting west of Adelaide and going through San Angelo and keep going west, you know, you, you still got to go so, got to go further west in San Angelo. Well, the summer out of there, uh, uh, about March or so, and uh, she's starting to cry, and uh, he, he thought I'd taken her to the end of the world, I think, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it was a good place. Uh, we, we just had some really good people out there with, that, you know, that we got to coach with, and then kids we got to coach, and families we got to meet, and uh, really a good place, and, uh, and and we had we had success out there. Uh, we, we did really well, and uh, that was, uh, it, it was kind of, you know, unusual in that uh, for, for whatever reason we, we were making playoffs and uh, in the second round you know we're in Big Lake, Texas which is probably closer to New Mexico than, than Dallas, Fort Worth and uh, we, we were playing South Lake Carroll little <laughs> uh, old 2A Big Lake America is playing South Lake Carroll in the playoffs we had just bumped up to 3A. We were like the smallest school in 3A, and they were at the very top of 3A, you know, really sitting at 4A, but still in 3A for that one more round or whatever. And 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 how we got matched with them in the second round, you think, you know, we wouldn't have to see anybody from the Metroplex forever, you know. But anyway, that's just the crazy way it was, it was set up back then, and so... Uh, we had pretty good teams, but when you face South Lake Carroll in the second round, you don't usually uh, get past them. And so uh, we uh, we had some good teams, though, that really played well and, and had, some, had some fun fun times out there. There's a lot of people that didn't get past uh, South Lake Carroll. Um, I'm sitting here looking in, in my notes, you know, and, of course, I, I interviewed Coach Ledbetter. He was the 10th the interview I did. Uh, in this podcasting venture, and y'all run into them in 92 and 93, which, of course, are uh, a couple of seasons where they go 16-0, and 0, so nobody got past them, so I don't think that's anything you, you, yeah. you got to feel yeah, bad about ever. Two years, they go 16-0, and, oh, and we're, we're part of those, part of that 16-0, and oh, you're right, <laughs> and, uh, but, but like I said, it, it's, when, when you really think about it, it's crazy that Big Lake America was having to play South Lake Carroll. At any time, especially the second round, you know, you wouldn't think that that they're they're about 500 miles apart from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did y'all take the school jet for that game? Yeah, yeah. We 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 we, I, we, we met in Abilene one year, and then uh, I can't remember where we met them the other year, but yeah, we met somewhere that way, or somewhere somewhere that way, and uh, but it was uh really good ones then too and but I think we, we really had some good kids 
when you guys win 31 games in in three years if if all this information here and and every once in a while i'll interview a coach and something is you know wrong in one little aspect or something they got a lot of stuff on this website right that i often go to and uh if that is correct you know you guys win 31 games in three years and in a place where you're the the you know the smallest 3a school there uh, that's that's a pretty big number to win that many games, and it's no wonder that a bigger school is going to be looking at you here pretty soon, huh? Well, it was. We we did win. We won those games, and uh, that your your statistics are correct there. And uh, and so you know, yeah, we were going like ten and zero, and nine and one, and stuff like that during the regular season. You know, and winning lots of games, and we weren't we we weren't very big, but uh, we had the good. Good kids and good players and good coaches, you know. So it, it that really was uh, fun years to, to do that out there. And, uh, and and like I said, we should. I wish we had a opportunity to face people in the playoffs that were a little closer to your side and stuff like they got kind of half down. I mean, those teams really would have made a run. So. Well, and for those that don't know now, I believe Big Lake is two A Division One now. Um, they might even be 2A Division 2, but... Quick correction, Big Lake is 3A Division 2 as of the new alignment. South Lake Carroll is 6A. I mean, that's a 2A school and a 6A school now. So, and obviously South Lake Carroll, that Metroplex area has grown so much. And a lot of the, the oil patch out west has... People have stopped moving out there as much. And a lot of people that do work out in that region when it's hot, they will take a... a RV travel trailer type deal and don't necessarily re relocate their families the way they did back then um, you know quite at the same rate would you agree with that yeah you're exactly right and then it, it yeah, it's, uh, even though there's people out there right now because of all it's not families out there and, and so the school district is, is declined you know and it's it's going down and like I said, in these school districts up here by the Metroplex are all just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah. it's funny that, you know, back in, back in early 90s, those, those teams were facing each other. It's like they South Lake Carroll and Big Lake. Yeah. To, to see them now, you think there's no way, you know, that they don't ever face. Yeah, I was blown away when I when I was working in Rock Springs for a guy that I mentioned in the email uh, correspondence between us, Brandon Allen, who went there to uh, to Reagan County High School there in Big Lake. I I mentioned to him one time. I said, "How in the world was was Big Lake playing South Lake Carroll in the playoffs?" Because I've been to both places, uh, and wow, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, 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 it it's hard to. Like I said, the size makes you think that, but even the distance that they are, they shouldn't have been in the same, you know, facing each other. Maybe, maybe round four or five or something, but not round two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's unreal. You, facing, you know, you're, you, you play one by district game, then your next game after by district is South Lake Carroll. Yep, that's what it is. So. Well, and even look at where your by district games. You know, you guys are playing Fabens and Clint. Those, those in that three-year run right there, you're playing one of the two of those, all, all three of those yeah. years. How, where did you guys meet for those games? <laughs> uh, golly, where was it? Because that's five hours the other direction. I mean, if they... Oh, I know it. Yeah, it, it was a long way. We, uh, I can't remember where we popped it. It was, uh, 
Yeah, I would think a good neutral site would be, I don't know, maybe Georgia or uh, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. What brings about the change to Ennis? Well, we had, uh, you know, we'd been on some good runs there, and and, and, and we really liked it there, but uh, we, we'd kind of thought about getting back toward, toward Brownwood or toward, you know, I hate to say towards civilization, but toward a bigger, you know, a bigger place or whatever, and uh, and and we just kind of put feelers out. You know, like I said, I wasn't looking to, I wouldn't wanting just to leave, but I thought, well, uh, we we had some good years, it might be a good time to at least try. And anyway, we applied it, applied it in it, and uh, fast forward there, and and. Before you know it, uh, I was hired at Ennis, and and it was uh, it was not a good place uh, uh, that they had. That was in '94, and they from all the way from '94 back to uh, about 19. They had one state in '75, and since then uh, they have been like the playoffs like one or two times is all in those nearly 20 years and uh and had hadn't won a playoff game in 20 years and so it wasn't like oh this is a great place uh it was a a struggling place when we got here but but for, for some reason i took the job <laughs> well and and you know just to verify what you what you said there as far as the amount of time that passes uh, you get there in in 1994 correct and and you guys have a couple of tough seasons there initially and in order to find the the last time they had won the you know more than 10 games and is a year they won that state championship in 1975 and the next time they're going to win 10 10 or more games is going to be 1997 so that's going to be your fourth year there i believe yeah yeah you're right so it does take quite a while to get that that horse back to rocking well we uh you know, and, and I can remember those first two years, and, and after that, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, we could see it coming. You know, it was just a thing that we were hoping was getting better, but uh, it, it was some rough times. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I can remember, you know, if you ask, uh, I still have coaches that coach with me right now that, that were here then and coach been with the whole time. And, uh, you know, all of them would probably tell you the same thing. We, the one game that I can remember that I think turned the whole thing around was uh, in, in 96. We played Lancaster at home, and, and Lancaster was really a talented, good team. And we ended up beating them in, a, in overtime, and it was just a crazy game to get to overtime. And then in overtime, it got crazy. And uh, we, we, we were going to – we got the ball first, and uh, we 
Yeah, and sometimes, you know, that that's what it takes is, is a big moment like that that helps turn things around and get everything that you've been trying to instill in a group of kids to to take it up to that next notch, that next level, uh, you know, for the success to really start happening. And boy, does it. I mean, you know, you look at the, the playoff pattern there from 97 on, I mean, uh, you know, you can really see there's there's a lot of really good runs there that you guys are going to go on, and I'll let you, I'll let you mention any of them specifically or, or any any good stories that you have from any of those groups that you want to mention. I, I mean, you look even '96, you guys lose a by district game, 30 to 19 to Joshua, and that's that's a pretty close loss. So y'all are really close to getting over the hump, and of course the next year, you do, and you go three rounds. Right, and and then that uh, there, well, I, I could I, I could talk for hours about some of that, so I don't want to take sure. all your time. But uh, that '97 team, we, we beat a couple of teams that we probably shouldn't have, and just uh, just the, the excitement of those games, you know, kind of building. And then '98 was kind of crazy, and that we 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 go we ten we go ten and zero, and we we're really on a great run and. Then we get beat first round, you know, and, uh, and and so that kind of woke you up some of that, and and then once again a game that I think made a huge difference uh, in '99. We play uh, Stephenville, who were returning state champs, and uh, we play them in Texas Stadium, and and uh, we get behind, and then we come back and catch up and. And time in the fourth quarter, and, and now he's crazy. He's loud and banging, and they end up driving down. They're just a really good football team and well coached and good. And they've been there before, and they end up kicking a field goal and beating us 34-31 uh, in, in the semifinals. And uh, uh, but but that game, you know, I think that's the game that that really showed our kids that hey. You know, you're going to have to, to win this whole thing. You know, you just took Stephenville to the to the mat. You know, and uh, and so from there, you know, 2000, 2001, we're back to back state champions. And I think that that game in '99 was a huge factor in that. And sometimes loss, you know, you you learn more from a loss than you realize, or just that confidence it gives the kids. Because in 2000, 2001, they they played with lots of confidence, and uh, so well, it, it, some, if you if you don't mind, times I'm, and crazy times of going to Texas Stadium. We played Texas Stadium just over and over and over during those <laughs> runs. Yeah. Well, and if you don't mind me saying this really quickly about that Stephenville team you lose to there, that again is another coaching legend, Art Bryles, uh, another sixteen and O team that you end up running into. That it's it's like there's no way you could dip your head about losing them. Even you know, as you said, taking them to the mat that's got to be a huge self-esteem builder for your kids, and it's definitely got to be something that helps propel you to that next level. I would, uh, as you're as you're kind of alluding to, but um, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Coach Brown did a great job there, and, 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 and everywhere he's gone, he I mean he's just a good coach, and uh, but boy, they had it rolling there. Uh, and, and we kind of started out slow because I don't think our kids really felt 
Well, and, and you probably, you know that in order to beat that team, especially where you guys are coming from at that point, because you're on the build, uh, in order to beat that team, it's going to take a lot of a lot of things going. You know, pretty much you're going to have to be perfect. And, and you might have been perfect and still lost by three on that day or close to perfect, as close as you can get, and still lost by three that day. How long did a loss like that stick with you? I did everything I could to stall us as long as I could to get to 2001 because like I mentioned uh, I was there supporting the Black Cats that day with my grandpa and, and dad and and, um, and brother there in the Astrodome and and boy that's a sore subject for me but you know at the, <laughs> so I'm going to try to stall just a little bit more and I'm going to go back to the game right before you guys play Bay City I'm going to ask you about how, did it feel kind of good to be maybe on a little bit of equal and you guys are probably still smaller than South Lake Carroll but boy beating them 49 to 17 in the round before you play Bay City did that feel good after having to take some of that abuse in, in Big Lake if, if that's a fair fair term to use <laughs> well it is fair Eric and that, uh, and and to give you a little more background and humor in that uh, I can remember and I forgot where we played them the, the second time we played them at, at Reagan County, you know, but we played them somewhere and they just beat the snot out of us. Yeah. And, uh, and they were just really good. You know, like I said, they were 16 to 0. We were a little low West Texas town that didn't even know where South Lake was, you know. But anyway, I remember we were driving back on that bus and one of my assistant coaches, Coach Walker, uh, he, he, he leaned over sometime on that and he said, I hope you get your good dog. We get someplace and we come back and we get to play those guys again someday. You know, and he, he said that that very night. And, uh, and so sure enough, fast forward uh, uh, to 2001 and, and uh, we, uh, and Coach Walker's coaching with me again and still coaching with me there at Ennis. And, uh, and so now we get a chance to play them. And, and after we beat them, you know, he, and, and there's another coach on our staff, Coach Morrow, that was with us. All three of us were out there at Big Lake. And so, uh, and, 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 and the same thing that is, that's the, that's the last 5A game that uh, South Lake played. You know, they, they were 6A by the end. And so the next year, they're moving up to 6A. And, and uh, so, yeah, they were a lot bigger than us. But, uh, but that was their last game in 5A was, was playing the Ennis Lions in 2001. I figured I'd had to ask about that because I noticed that when I looked back at the Big Lake playoff runs and then I looked onto that one and I thought, that's got to feel good. You know, here you are finally. Um, and, you know, you, you, I, I don't know. I mean, 
I know how, how it is in the coaching world. I've coached many different sports, never football, but, um, you know, it, it always feels good when you feel like you're, you're in a position and you can't get over the hump uh, to beat a school because of whatever the situation is. Obviously, in Big Lake, you're really small and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and, and we know where South Lake Carroll is, as we talked about earlier. And now here you are in a place that's on the other side of the Metroplex, you know, well, and, and out of it, really, right? We're in the south, yeah, we're yeah. south of it, and we're not really... You know, connected like uh, like a metroplex. You know, there's there, there's uh, uh, trees and, and 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 land between us and Stride. It's not like we just come from one town to the next once you get up there. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're just we're near. You know, Dallas Fort Worth. But I wouldn't. Uh, we're not one of those urban urban towns. You know, just connected to it or anything. Anything. We're, we're kind of our own little community out here. It's little 15,000 people, you know, that still has one school and everything else. So. Yeah. As you continue that run, obviously, you know, you guys are, are going to win state that year, as as we previously mentioned. And and you do that three times there at uh, at Ennis in, in 2001 and 04. And crazy enough, you could have broken my heart twice there because in 04, you guys play Marshall and you beat them in a really close game and I want to ask you about that one here in just a second but Marshall beat Bernie where I actually graduated from I lived in Bay City till 12 and then I moved to Bernie and so it's crazy how you almost ended up playing another you know school that I had a really close tie with and my first guest ever was Tommy Bluda on this podcast who coached the Bernie Greyhounds that that uh, fell to Marshall that year and so um, it's just crazy how closely connected everything in, in the world of coaching is, you know, if you really start to draw it all out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it is. It, it, when, when you start, all the connections, you know, it's kind of funny to get to talk about people you know or places you've been. So, yeah, that was a, that was a good run right there. And then that 2014, uh, you know, what one of our greatest teams, you know, really probably the 02 and 03 teams were two of our best, and and, and we didn't win them during that year for different reasons, and, and that's just kind of crazy thing about this game, you know, that uh, some years, you know, you got to have the right, the ball bounce the right way for you and stuff like that, and in and, and 04, it kind of did that for us, and uh, we, we beat some teams that uh, were really good, and, and we were good on defense, efficient on offense, and uh, and just uh, found ourselves in the state finals again. And an old kid just found a way to win it, you know. And so that was a pretty exciting thing. I remember, you know, in a four game against Marshall, we played in Texas State again. So that was a comfort to us to, to get to go back there. And but our kids just battled on all day long and then and we had a we had a safety on them and then when they kicked off from the 20 we returned that thing back all the way back and uh that that was a big turning point in the game you know that safety then then kickoff returned and uh, so uh it's just funny how how, how those things can happen you know and well if you don't and, mind if you don't mind, I'd like to mention, too, to our listeners that maybe don't know, the very first round by district, uh, first round of the playoffs there, you guys, you you kind of squeaked by Dallas Kimball 24-20, to 20, and 
it's crazy, you know, how close that game is. You guys nearly, you know, I mean, if the ball, as you said, if it bounces another way, maybe you don't get out of by district and you go all the way and you win. So it's, it's, it's interesting how the, the, you know, the breaks you have to have and how, how close to perfect you have to be as, as, as many would say. And, and then you guys win the state championship 23 to 21. Those are the two closest games that y'all play the first round and the last round. I'll let you add anything you want to that statement. Well, your statement's exactly right. If you ask anybody from Kimball, we shouldn't have won that game. You know, uh, they they felt like they they were better. I mean, they probably were athletically, and uh, we were behind nearly the whole game. We were playing it up at their place. We had played them the year before uh, in the playoffs, and we had flipped home and home, and we won. So, uh, and then, and then so the next year we faced them again when we had to go had to go to their place this time. So we're playing them up there, and we're behind the whole game. And and, uh, and like I said, they're a really talented group. And uh, we we end up a quarterback gets hurt and he comes out of the game. So we're having to play a sophomore kid that's you know not really ready, of course. And, and so here comes our quarterback uh, Jay Brown, and, and he's it's kind of like old Willis Reed walking the Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. You know, he comes, he comes limping back in, and uh, in the fourth quarter, and drives it down and throws a touchdown pass. Charles Sally in the closing minutes of the game, and we end up <laughs> winning that thing 24-20, and we were behind the whole game. And like I said, Kimball really doesn't think we should have won, and uh, so. Two, two years in a row, two years in a row, you guys are going to beat them by four points. I mean, they, they definitely had to feel a, a little sour about that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. W- one thing we may have glossed over there that I, I definitely want to ask, and, and somewhat for, for selfish reasons as, as years go on, you know, for your family and everything, you get to coach your own kids during this run at Ennis, right? Exactly. Yeah, that that was just. Uh, I've been so excited about telling these stories. I mean, yeah, Zach is my oldest son, and Clark, and Graham is my middle son, and Clark is my youngest son. And all three of them got to play during those years, and all three of them played on the state championship for any time. And and uh, Zach Zach was a senior on that 2000 team, and and then Graham was the, the starting quarterback as a sophomore on that 01 team, and. Uh, and then Clark played in 04 and 05, and uh, he wasn't a quarterback in 04, but uh, he was in 05 and uh, was on the team. And anyway, I got to coach them, and, and they all got uh, they they played during those really good years, and some of those were good good times, you know, to get to get to coach your own sons and and, and watch me have some success during that time is it's just some good memories. And and obviously, I mean, when you have your sons there, those are as you mentioned, they're each each of your three boys are on you know a member of those state championship teams, regardless of whatever capacity, right? But uh, what are some of the uh, some of the challenges and some of the some of the best things about getting to coach your own kid in that situation? Well, you know, we were fortunate that we were uh, winning, and so you know, you, your memories of all those years and then stuff were just you know, and, and so you're just exciting times of, uh, of going, you know, because Zach was playing on the team in 99, 
years, you know. Now, if we'd have been two and eight and one and nine all those years, I don't know if I, you know, I'd, I would think, I'd hope I'd still say it was fun to coach your kids, but uh, it was, it, it was fun to coach them, uh, but part of the, part of the fun was just the, the excitement of the, the, that the teams were having, you know, and, and them being a part of that and the, their friends, guys they'd grown up with, gone to elementary school with, being a part of that. And so, you know, that's what's kind of neat about high school football and, and growing up in small towns. You know, we all we all went to elementary school together. We all go see each other at the grocery store and everything else. And so these, these kids have just grown up playing together and now they get to do that. And, and so that's, those are just, make all those years, uh, I have nothing but, you know, good memories and, and smiles when I think back to all those. I don't know if that would be true for, like I said, all the time. And I kind of, I can remember when Zach was, my oldest son, was getting close to getting ready to be in high school and still on varsity. I, I was kind of apprehensive just because my dad, he had been a head coach out at Seminole when an older brother went through and and uh, it wasn't a good experience and, and it wasn't because of dad and my brother people in town you know my, and, and my brother wasn't a quarterback or something he just he was center and linebacker and but you still have we, we had people you know in town oh he's only playing because he's a coach's son or he's only this and that and, and we weren't real good at, back then so people were always moaning about coaching or the football team or something and and it was just kind of stressful I can remember at home and, and so that was my experience and by the time I got to play dad wasn't coaching in high school at Brownwood and so he didn't coach me or whatever else and uh, he was the head coach during that time when my brother was playing so anyway being head coach and having a son I, I wasn't sure how that was going to go in those years starting with Zach and then Grandpa and Clark and all those were were good years. So I felt fortunate that when I look back on those years, it, it was really good. Definitely are a lot of good years in there at uh, at Ennis just from a bird's eye. But it's even better, you know, to hear that they went as well for uh, for you guys as a family and stuff as as anything else because it it does in a lot of situations. You know, coaches receive flack all over the state. Um, and oftentimes undeserved. I can understand how it looks like to some people that it, it, it appears in cases to, to be favoritism, and in some cases it, it probably is, but it's always good. when, Like my very first interview, as I mentioned, with Tommy Bluda, we talked about he had two boys, and his oldest was, um, he was awesome. He was the 2A or 3A cover boy of the year there at Schulenburg one year, and, and of course, People still, you know, they'll make mention that, oh, he only plays that position because he's the coach's son. I mean, no, he, <laughs> I mean, he's not Dave Campbell's son, and Dave Campbell obviously sees the value in him. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you find yourself enjoying this episode of the Tail Lights Podcast, please take the opportunity to rate us five stars and write a review if you can. Listeners, there's two issues that are probably going to pop up here. One of them, of course, is the McCall parrot here at my cousin's house. Uh, sometimes she gets excited about something in the background and you can hear, you know, or, you know, she makes all kinds of noises and yells things. So that sometimes happens. And then also you have my dog, uh, Millie, who a lot of the time is in the room with me when I'm recording and, and she does 
do a little bit of snoring from time to time. So I do apologize for that. But again, I'm not uh, Joe Rogan. I don't have a studio for this. And so I do apologize. But I hope you really enjoy this very good interview because it's about to get really, really good. Coach Harrell, as as good as this run is going here in Ennis and everything, it's going to kind of come to a to a halt. Will you walk us through what's going to happen? I will, Eric. It's, uh, you're right. After the 04 season and uh, we were on a, uh, on a high, I guess you'd say, we just won the state championship. Everything's going great. And, uh, and so in the, in the spring of 05, uh, you know, when you would be thinking about uh, next year and everything else, and we were, well, I, I find out I, I get diagnosed with EMS. And, uh, and at the time, it really wasn't uh, affecting my outward uh, appearance or my walk or anything yet, and so people couldn't really tell. Uh, but, the, you know, the doctor told me, you know, he said, you're, you're probably not going to get to coach a whole lot longer. Cause, uh, and, and I thought, oh, he just doesn't know me. I'll whip this thing. And uh, <laughs> I guess we just need to fast forward from, from 05 when I got diagnosed to probably uh, 08 or so, uh, 07 or 08. I was diagnosed in 05 and you couldn't tell much. Well, fast forward to 08. Now I'm uh, having a hard time walking, can't get around alone. I've used the cough cart to coach out of. And uh, so it, 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 got, it got worse uh, fairly quickly. And, uh, and so 09, I'm coaching out of the golf cart all the time and having to have help. After the 09 season, I make the decision that, that I'm going to retire. And uh, and so the 09 season was my last year to coach. The school district of Ennis were nice enough. I, I had found out about stem cells. I'll tell you about that here in a minute. And so I was going to go get stem cells in 10. And so they uh, they said, well, I, we'll let you, we'll, we'll put you on another, we'll give you another position, and if those stem cells work, we'll let you come back coach, you know. And so that was the hope. The stem cells didn't work like that at the very beginning, and so by, in 10, I didn't coach in 10, but I was working for the school, but after 2010, and I totally retired from, from education and everything, and, and thought I was basically you know I me mean, if somebody asked and can't you think you'll ever you know walk by yourself again no you think you'll ever coach again no you think you'll ever uh have a job again no you know and so i was just retired sitting at home you know trying to get through the day i tell people that my hope meter was was pretty low about that time you know it wasn't a very fun stage and uh, and i just continued to get worse you know i was probably about six months away from a wheelchair to be honest with you i had a walker i had to have a brace on my left leg because it was my bad leg i stumbled i couldn't dorsiflex my foot and then so i had to have a brace down there on the bottom part of my leg anyway it was a said a, a a low a, you talk about that roller coaster, you know, from 04 when you're on top of the world to all of a sudden that thing started going downhill and, and I just kept going 
did that make five trips total that you ended up taking for that? It did at that time, and then uh, and and just just three weeks ago, in March of 2020, I went back. Uh, I took my sixth trip in March of 2020, and like I said, just just came back there recently. My wife and I went out there our spring break this year. I've gone six times now. That's very valuable information for for people that are struggling with that, especially if they have the ability, um, you know, to go and make that trip and and. You know, as you mentioned from the very beginning, the amount of money that it took, I mean, you've got to travel over there, you've got to pay. Uh, Obviously, I'm sure I've never had an international medical situation. I don't know if your insurance covers anything overseas. That's another good question, and it certainly wouldn't cover anything like that, I wouldn't think at all. Um, And so what an incredible story you know about coaches coming together and helping to raise that money to 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 help you get going on that process and everything how invasive yeah. is if you don't mind me asking and and if it is something that we don't want to go into how invasive of a process is that or how how difficult is is the whole stem cell process when you go in well it's not uh it, it it's not difficult at all stem cells are are something that the good lord create us with and uh Sometimes ours just quit working as well, and, and that's what they do. And so, uh, as we get older, animal and other places try to do is they uh, and and stem cells are being used now in the United States, but it's not the same as outside the United States. So, when I talk about this. 
That is an awesome story, and it's I think it's so valuable for a lot of people to know that. And and you know, as you where you kind of left off in your coaching world, there you're at Fort Worth Christian at at that point, and then you're going to end up uh, is your next stop back to Ennis. Yeah, I guess I need to think of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just unbelievable where you're six months from a wheelchair. That's kind of how you felt as you, as you mentioned that you were like six months from a wheelchair. And now here you are in 2019 and you're back to business 12 and two in the quarterfinals this year against Alito 43 to 36 is the way y'all end your season. It almost, it's reminiscent kind of that 99 deal where you're, you're facing a really, a really good team that you almost get over the hump on. And uh, to be fair, I don't know how Alito's season ended. Um, wouldn't take me long to to find out, of course. But um, you know, I mean, would you agree with that? Does that kind of feel like somewhat reminiscent of that '99? Yeah, you're exactly right, Eric. It, 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 we, especially all of us coaches, there's there's several of us who <laughs> were around during all those times. 
got beat by them or whatever else. And, and I was sad, you know, and I, especially for our kids more than anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, to be honest with you, you know, when you look back and you think, man, I couldn't be sitting at home in a wheelchair right now, you know, very easily, you know, so am I going to get sad over this? No, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it and, and, and know that I'm probably the luckiest guy in the world to get to be doing it again, you know, so you just get a whole new perspective of it when you, when you've been through those things and as you get older too, but it, it just changes, you know, as, as you can, what could have been and, and what is, it's, it's so different, you know. I'll tell you, I think it's it's just an unbelievably amazing story that really underlines and captures the, the power of God and, and what he can do for people. It, it's just, you know, if you search for the right answer, sometimes you, you kind of, and, and I'm not sure how you met Richard Humphreys or how that relationship came to be, but you talk about just doors opening there, as you mentioned. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> well, it is, Eric, and that's what, and I, and I use that term too or that phrase doors opening and close uh, uh, finding out about Richard you know that was a door opening and then I found out how much it was going to cost 40000 well then I was kind of uh, kind of sad again thinking well I'll never get to go and then all of a sudden the, the people in there say hey we're going to have a benefit for you well I, you know I mean they just started this uh, doctor here in town uh, a chiropractor here in town, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Davis, he, he just kind of took that thing uh, forward and said, we'll, we'll, start a, we'll start a fundraiser for you and we'll have a benefit, you know. And, and so once again, doors opening, you know, and when I thought it was going to be some hurdle I couldn't get over, when well, we got over it. And, and, and the crazy thing about that is, is that there was enough money raised at time uh, to send me three times, and, and how many times did it take to get get better? Three, you know. And yeah. was, was all that coincidence? No, I, I'm like you. I, I think it's just an amazing story about. Uh, and I don't know why why the good Lord smiled on me like that, but but just this amazing story of Him smiling on me and using other people and using stem cells or whatever else you know He decides He wants to use to. to help bring me back and let me coach again, you know, and so it's it's pretty a pretty amazing journey and, and people tell me all the time when they see me and see me walking and doing well, they say, Gosh, amazing but I always tell them I say, Well believe me, I'm amazed as you are, you know. I, I it's not like oh I've been home doing push ups and sit ups and so I've made it no the the good Lord letting me get to this so that, that's uh, that's absolutely incredible. One thing that I, I, and I did ask you about coaching your kids, but there's a different question that I usually go down as, as we as we wrap things up. The the thing I like to ask is, is talk a little bit about the value of, of your family, what they've meant to your career. And in your situation, you have a whole nother component where you go through this um, really traumatic, almost health experience the roller coaster ups and downs, as you described them. I mean, oh, there's this opportunity. Oh, it costs this much. Boom, we dip right back to the bottom. Oh, the you know, Ennis raised the money. Probably one of the best investments they ever made. If you look at this this recent season you guys just had, I mean, you're back there making a difference in the the lives of the kids in their community again. What an what an awesome situation. Uh, 
you know, that has occurred there. Also, though, you know, w what has been the impact, you know, of your family during that time, of course, uh, on your career and your life? Now, as, I, uh, as I've gotten older and my boys have gotten uh, grown and, and they're all married and they all have kids, so we have six grandkids, so that's really special. And uh, But all three boys are, are football coaches, and, uh, and and I didn't I didn't really think they would. I always thought Zach would be. Uh, he kind of had that coach uh, mentality at the end when he was young. He was always able to tell others what to do, you know, or, you know, he just understood things well and, and just enjoyed doing that. And, uh, but, but Zach coaching football and Graham's coaching football and Clark's coaching football. And so, uh, that's kind of neat in that I didn't really know that they would, but yeah, it just makes me think that, uh, well, I guess their experiences of the coach's kid was, was a good enough one that they, you know, decided to do that, you know, and so and I think that has a lot to do probably with their, their mom as much as anybody. My wife, Kathy, is just the, the best, the best coach's wife and the best mom, the best, and, and three daughter-in-laws just love her death too, so I think that does a lot. And so uh, it's been, it's been a fun uh, a fun time as a, a family to, to see the kids get into the same profession and, and, and do well in it. And so we're excited for all of them and excited to watch uh, the, the grandkids grow up in, in, those, in that same kind of atmosphere, you know, that coaching atmosphere and that they're all getting to do right now. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, that that's I didn't realize that all all three of them were coaching. I did, you know. Of course, I I watched Graham like everybody on national TV when he played there for Texas Tech and some amazing moments there in in his college football career. Uh, of course, that uh, and I, you know, it's easy to find that that he's at USC when I when I looked that up uh, prior to the interview. And um, where do, you, do your other two boys are they coaching the high school ranks or the college ranks or you know what uh, what level and what what are all are they doing? Yeah, they're both in high school here in Texas. Zach is the head coach at Athens, uh, Athens Hornets. Uh, he just got that job this last year. Was his first year. Uh, his first head coach job and, and he's still there and, and Clark is actually coaching there with him uh, he, he was at Seeley down at Seeley and he's been several places uh, but, uh, but both of them were in high school here in Texas and, uh, and then like I said Graham is out at U 
Yeah, I, that, that's that's awesome. I mean, they getting to work together. The the two brothers being that close to you with five grandkids that close to you. I mean, that's that's pretty much, you know, what what uh, as good as it can get. You know, uh, especially considering as as we mentioned, you know, they're in in uh, that. 09 region how how down or 08 09 time period where things are kind of looking down you know and and look at look at how good things have ended up turning out here and as as we both mentioned it's just so much all of it all the credit of it goes to god i mean incredible yeah you're exactly right you're exactly right and we're we're thankful for that and and, and knowing that he's done it all so uh that he's bigger than this coronavirus that, that has us all on uh, high alert right now. You know that uh, we we believe God's bigger than the than the virus, and that we will eventually see the other side of that too. And and, and hopefully we'll be stronger through it. But we hope uh, hope we keep the, the the sicknesses and everything else at a minimal. But that's really a, a big thing right now. Obviously, that we're all going through. Yeah, it's it's definitely taking the the world by storm it seems and and this is a time like no other I've seen in my life as far as um some of the things that are going on around us and, and it's just a time of of a lot of confusion and everything but I don't feel like you're that confused if you have faith and you keep that faith and and uh you do the things that you should do during this time and 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 just give it up to God and it'll all work out. I agree with Garrett. I, I think you got a great uh, outlook on it there, and, and, and more of us need to need to have that same one that have a little more faith and, and know we're going to make it through it. That's right. Yes, sir. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to this that that comes to your mind, or, or are you good as uh, on on what we've done? Well, I've gone about two hours with you, so I, I would think I'm pretty good. I hope uh, I hope you could make something good out of all that, uh, and. Uh, and make it make it to, to a, a small enough amount that somebody might listen to it. You know, they, somebody thinks they got to sit down and listen for two hours. They they won't listen for two hours. So I know how people are. <laughs> well, you know, my, my my whole thought about it is again, this is for this is in my opinion, this is for the people that care about you the most, and that and they'll they'll appreciate. I feel like almost everything that's been said in this entire, especially that came from you in this entire interview that we've done here today and and i do leave these things in in long form for the most part situations uh yeah i do do some editing as as well but i don't chop up much i mean this is there there's a lot of really really good stuff in here and i believe in mining if you want to get the gold out of something <laughs> you know there's no easy way to get the gold and uh, until i do a best of episode of course and i put a lot of a lot of y'all together and some of the best parts of those that'll be the one where it's kind of the easy pickings goal but this one this one here is is predominantly it as i said is for your family and and your loved ones and the people that care about you the most and and i hope they enjoy it for years and years to come well uh you know i wonder if i ought to mention my grandkids names then or something or you know if it's kind of for them or something you absolutely uh, can go ahead they'll they'll love that in the future but yeah, we we've, we've got six grandkids, and, and Zach's our oldest son, and, and his wife Stephanie, and uh, they have Gunner and Stella, and and they're just uh, a, a two fun really. Uh, Gunner's the oldest of all the grandkids, and Stella's the youngest. 
Well, that, that is that is awesome stuff. That's a lot of blessings. I mean, just when, you know, and of course, the the whole stem cell deal and overcoming this and being back on the football field, um, being back on the football field is a great blessing. But that the health deal, definitely the biggest blessing. And and being able to see all these grandkids and be a part of their life, it has just got to be immeasurable. You're right, exactly right. And so uh, we're we're looking forward to that time. You know, where we're probably a little more than right now we're involved in that but uh i, I think as as we kind of slow down my coaching or whatever then we can be more involved in, in being that grandparents and everything so that looks that we, we look forward to that time no question well if there's nothing else that you want to mention i'll, I'll wrap this uh, recording up right here Thank you probably should, Eric. I appreciate you. You bet. I appreciate you, too. If you find yourself enjoying this episode of the Tail Lights Podcast, please take the opportunity to rate us five stars and write a review if you can.